Welcome to the More For Me podcast by Kat Nicole, yours truly. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, it is an honor to have you join me for this journey. Now today is not like any other day. Today is a very special day. We have our first guest on More For Me by Kat Nicole. She's excited. I'm excited. Now you can go ahead and get excited. We're about to dig into this thing. And I'm going to give a short introduction because um, it's going to sound weird, but hang in there with me. Uh, my husband was telling a story the other day and was talking about how um, something about what what would your obituary say? You should be the one to write it. And so I started thinking about, man, like, what do you want to say about yourself? And so I want to give her a chance to share something. And maybe this isn't like full, like obituary style material, but like, this is what I want you to know about me versus what Kath is going to share. So today we have the honor of sitting with my friend, my sister, my soror, uh, Marisha White. And I'm going to let her take it from here and introduce you to her. So my name is Marisha White. Um, I am 40 years old. I have a family, a husband, two girls, Mackenzie and Michaela. They're 10 and 12, 11, will be 12 next month. Um, we're from originally from California. We moved to Texas shortly after we got married. Um, my husband is a pastor, so I guess that makes me a pastor too, maybe a little bit. Um, a for Freedom sure, for Church sure. in Texas. <laughs> um, and we just doing life. It's, it's great. We've had an awesome experience moving from California to Texas. Um, of course, there's been some ups and downs and, um, you know, just getting to know people because you move from family to a, a state that you know no one. <laughs> um, but it's been fun, and I'll do it again if I had to. Ooh, that says a lot. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'll do it again if I had to. Now, interesting, um, we live in California right now. We met you guys in Texas. Yes. And you guys moved from California, <laughs> both Californians. To Texas. Um, so, yes, it was in Texas that we met, and Freedom Church continues to bless our lives, just as your family does. Uh, but we actually met um, at Freedom Church. And shout out real quick to you. Like, <laughs> shout out. Uh, I was pregnant when we, yes. <laughs> when we joined Freedom Church. And I used to, uh, you know, sit at the, stand at the back and Breathe hard and waddle wherever I wanted to go. Didn't sit uh, too long. But once I had French the fourth, you were such an amazing asset. When I talk about getting some help, helping me getting settled in, like, girl, let that boy go to church. <laughs> you walk around, he kind of a little wobble. He walking a little bit and I'm like, he can still sit here with me. Uh, so that was that was uh, a, a very pivotal part of our relationship. And of course it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that we were both, uh, uh, members of Delta Sigma Theta sorority incorporating yes. when you want to be a part of the greatest, you be a part of the greatest. <laughs> um, so that definitely was another icing uh, on the cake in terms of our connecting points. But, um, I think that our lives have paralleled in so many, like so many similarities and it's just amazing. Uh, and how God positions people that you are a person I was able to, um, talk to and look ahead to, to say, there's a lot of things that have changed or shift in, in your journey in life and really to see it done and handled gracefully and well. So today, um, I kind of just want to dig in and share some of your journey uh, with everybody in terms of uh, journeying towards more. And sometimes um, as a, a mom, 
a working mom to step out of the uh the the working world in a traditional sense what that looks like and some of the feelings that you and I both have uh worked through and thoughts and kind of hey what's the what's the more for you right now at this point so we're going to kind of dig in there and you guys come along and enjoy this journey. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your um, kind of like college, what you studied and what you did right after college. Okay. So um, I attended Long Beach State. Um, I ran track, got a scholarship, um, stayed in the dorms the first what two years, I think, then moved to an apartment, a house. Um, my major was psychology. I went to uh, Dominguez Hill, Dominguez State for <laughs> for my master's in education. Um, wonderful experience. Both I try and push everybody, especially like high school kid, kids, go to college. Like that's an experience that you will never forget, especially if it's done right. Well, I guess you'll never forget it even <laughs> if it's done wrong, but. <laughs> But it's just an experience where you learn to grow. You learn to grow up from a kid to an adult um, and just life experience that you'll learn and be able to take with you from that point in your life and use those same things um, once you become an adult and start your family and stuff. So you said you said you, you kind of encourage kids to go to college. So there was a, a point in your work history where it wasn't just like, hey, when I see little cousins, I'm like, hey, make sure you go to college. But it was like real talk. Right, yeah. This is uh, encouraging kids and uh, serving as a counselor, correct? Correct. Awesome. Awesome. How many years did you serve as a counselor? Six years. Six years. Six years. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And all six was in, in Texas. <laughs> so I started as fresh out of college with my master's degree. I, I worked at a school called Media Arts, I believe. Yeah, because it's so long <laughs> ago. <laughs> um, and that was a school in Gardena. Um, and because it was a small school, it was a um, technology-type school where they did majority of their work was all on computers. So now how we're in COVID and <laughs> everybody's working on computers, that's what we did. So they really didn't have a real strong need for a counselor. So I was actually a teacher um, and kind of did some counseling with the kids. Um, and, of course, they were low income. So they had it was just a whole nother uh, set of issues that they had bringing into this education on computers that we're now struggling <laughs> trying to get into where. So you're about to give us some tips today. (laughs) Really? This is going to be an episode bonus. We're going to get some uh, COVID struggle help right here. You caught it all more for me. We're going to get it at the end. (laughs) Hang in there. Hang in there. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, But just to work with those kids, um, starting off as, like I said, a teacher slash counselor. Um, Of course, I didn't get the counseling pay there, but... That's okay, because I enjoyed that part, too. I was actually a PE teacher, too. Oh, nice. Is there. Oh, so we did step aerobics with the kids, all kind of stuff. Crazy. But it was an experience. So where'd you go after um, media arts? That's when we moved to Texas. So okay. really that summer, um, just looking for a job, figuring out what I'm going to do, where I want to work. Uh, I think, I'm trying to think how it came about. But I think it, a lot of it was just like, where do we want to move? Where do we want to go? Let's let's do something. And I got on the internet looking for jobs, and that one came up. She actually hired me over the phone. Oh. And so I got the job. It was now like, now we need some planes to go see what the school looks like. I've been, I haven't quite accepted it, but what am I? I need 
to know what I'm going to accept, what this place looks like. So we got some tickets, flew out to Texas. Um, literally, the first day, which should have been an interview, turned into like an all-day work type thing. Yo, that's that's dope. No pressure, but, but dope. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the real counseling experience, not counseling experience, that's where the real full-time counseling, that's all I did came from. That's, that's but, cool. Um, media arts. No, and, I'm sorry, not media arts. Richard Milborn in Texas. And how, how many years were you there? Six years. That So that part was six years. That okay, cool. Got years. you. Um, now, what was your goal in uh, counseling and where did you see the shift from the, so the end of that six year period, what was the shift and the transition out of that role? I think my goal was to stay a counselor. That's really what I wanted to do. If you would have, I think starting junior year in high school, it was like, I want to be a counselor. And so I came, that's, that's where it started. Um, and it was after Michaela was born. So we had the first Mackenzie, she's born and we're doing this. Okay. I'm going to be a counselor. I can pick her up. And some days as a counselor, you don't leave until wee hours at night. And it just became a point where I can't keep leaving my kids because Robert was a pastor, a youth pastor. So he would go in sort of late, but my child was the first at daycare Mm. and the last to be picked up. And it became a struggle. Like, I don't want my kid to be the first there and the last to be picked up. But we're going to pray about this. And is counseling really where I need to be? prayed about it. We figured out how we can live um, a life that's still pleasing for everybody, for us, for God, yeah, yeah. you know, and our family. It was like, let's stay home. So that's, and so that's you trans- where that ended from so, counseling to stay at home mom. <laughs> did you did you ever think pre baby number two, Michaela, I know her name. <laughs> did you ever consider staying at home even working from home, right? Because you had traditionally been in an office setting, workspace at the school. So had you ever considered that before? It was a thought. My mom, I would say probably about sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, she started an in-home daycare. Mm. So I've always had the thought, like, I could stay at home. My mom did. I've seen how she did it. Um, where she, with my brother, I have an older brother, he plays football. So she'd pack up all the kids after school and we'd go sit in the stands and watch my brother play his football games. It was like, I can do this. I can still have a business, stay at home, um, homeschool my kids, so to speak, take care of other people's kids just to pour into them and still have, you know, do both things. So it was always a thought. And I think I've mentioned it to Robert a few times, but it was never like the for sure, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> That didn't come until after Michaela. And I'm just like, I think it's time. So That's pretty cool. So I know for me, I had never thought about, um, I never had a thought about staying at home. Um, and, and I kind of randomly planted the seed with French. We were dating. I was still super independent. Like, oh, I got everything in life. I'm straight. I can do it. You see what I've accomplished by myself? <laughs> I can do this thing. But I randomly start planting seeds. Like, what if I didn't work? out of nowhere and we continue to have conversations about it until one day he was just kind of like you know (laughs) that would be okay it was multiple conversations but that idea of shifting um I like what you threw out there for most people when they think stay at home literally people equated to you just sitting at the house 
eating up additional groceries mm-hmm. and sucking up air. Increasing that light bill. <laughs> Increasing the light bill, like the heat, gas, the water. Like you just you're just consuming. Uh-huh. And the fact that you're like, you know, oh, I was I would stay at home, but there was a job beyond yep. just excuse me, taking care of the kids associated with that. And I, I like that. For me, the random thought was literally I didn't see it growing up. Everyone worked. It was just kind of this random thought I had, uh, which apparently was of the Lord. But what if I didn't work? So that's pretty cool to hear um, the even the possibility knowing that, hey, I have a, a dream and idea for my life. I've lived some of that, but I'm willing to reprioritize because now it's not just about me, but about the entire family. So I definitely do appreciate that. Now, did you ever consider or maybe I should ask, when did you consider going back to work in a more traditional sense after the girls had begun to get a little older? I think that came about just knowing. So Pastor, Pastor geez, Robert was a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and once uh, our church that we were attending where he was the youth pastor, there was an incident where our pastor's friend got sick he started um, asking Robert to kind of transit, not transition, but to help out at that church as well as the friend's church, um, just because the pastor had a stroke and all that. Um, so then it was kind of like, our girls are older. They can go to school now. They're no longer in the daycare. Cause that was part of it, too. Michaela can't speak. So yeah. it's kind of like, do I really want my child in the daycare, too, where she's not able to speak? Um, but they're older. They're in school. Now I can go and help him. My, I think my ultimate goal and the counseling thing was all to help other people. So being a being that he was now a youth pastor, but so to speak, pastor in another church, um, I can still help out with the kids at that church. Oh, and good. so that's how that came about. So he he became he started helping them. Um, there was I think the church was probably about twelve people. Um, there were still kids there, so <laughs> there needed kids. to be somebody uh, teaching the kids and making sure the kids had a lesson. Um, that's one thing that we're big on. Like, the kids are not just going to go back there and play games. Uh, they need yeah. to have a lesson. They need to know about Christ as well. You see, this is exactly why I could release my son. It was confident <laughs> yes. in saying, okay. I'll it took her- a little bit. Don't let her fool you, though. <laughs> Don't let her fool you because it took some time. We went in five-minute increments. I remember that. I remember that. That's a story I would never forget. Poker, I, I poker, <laughs> little by little, step by step. I got there though. Yes. She, she's about that business, so I can re- I can release him even for five minutes. Really? Yes, five <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, just being able to know that the girls are safe. They're old enough where they can talk and explain. Hey, mommy, this happened, or hey, dad, this happened. Um, let them go to school, and I started helping out at the church. What do you think was, or what would you say was the hardest part of transitioning from the, um, from the school as a counselor to staying at home and then from staying at home back into, um, a a kind of regular work environment, which I know technically is still not regular, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, the hardest part I don't know if it was really, well, no, let me not say that. I miss starting off, I miss being with older kids. So whereas my kids were younger, we still, like, we had workbooks working. They were, they, it was not just sit at home, kids learn anything. Side note of why. 
my young, my oldest one, her birthday is late. So everybody was saying mm. she'd have to start a year later. I felt she didn't need to start a year later. She's going to start with everybody <laughs> in her uh, with her age group. Um, so that's one reason I think just knowing, and I'm in education. I'm not going to let my kid just sit here and learn nothing and just stare at the wall. TV all day. No, we're going to learn something. So we did workbooks. Um, even Michaela started learning earlier because Mackenzie was already learning. So we went in, we were doing workbooks and stuff, but I missed the talking to the older kids. They just brought an aspect that you would, unless you're in it, yeah. going from talking to the high school. You know, Full conversations. School, <laughs> yeah, to little bitty one word sentences. It's a difference. And so, just redirecting on yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, and the kids, the older kids just brought laughter and joy and excitement that you would never, you never really get into you're actually in that situation. Because sometimes it's like, did you really just say that to me? As you say that, I think about times like when I was in high school and like some of the things that uh, we would say and or do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just but, sorry. <laughs> so mi- missing that. So that was a hard thing, really missing that. But at the same time, I still had that joy because I have my own kids. So they're learning how to do things. So they're bringing about that same laughter, joy, just a different, a different age way. group. Yeah. Um, so that would be the only thing I think I really missed. Um, I think knowing that we were financially able to do it, didn't bring as much stress, I think, yeah. as maybe somebody else being put in that same situation. But they have to and, leave. Yeah, and the finances being something that's really weighing on you versus I didn't have that. That wasn't a problem for me. So I got to really focus on teaching my kids. What am I pouring into them and enjoying them growing up as a kid? Because you can't go back to that. They'll never be... <laughs> They're going to be three, six and three. Yeah. yeah, they're never going to be that again. So I was able to spend that time with them and have pictures and videos and stuff that other people would never, you know, you don't get when you're sending your kids off to a daycare because you have to go to work. Um, I'm going to jump in here because because you're my friend. I know. Um, and so it, so- it sounds and comes across as, as truly modest. Um, but one of the things that I talk about is, uh, yes, there's more for me, more for you too. God has more for us. Um, but there's work to be put in and it sounds easy. It sounds great, but there's work to do. And I don't want to gloss over the stepping from two incomes, a dual income household to a single income household. And so the idea that there wasn't any stress associated with it, um, there still was a reduction. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to gloss over it. Like, oh man, they were just rolling in it, and they was like, we could keep going like this. Like, there still was, a, there was, a, it was very intentional. You guys were, you guys made decisions, and you made adjustments so that it could be comfortable. Um, one of the things we talked about before. Um, in terms of when there are reductions that people continue to try to press on and either not adjust their lifestyle, work harder or whatever, go into debt to try to maintain a certain lifestyle, but realizing that in a season that you can make an adjustments and it lasts for a season, but to do that so that that peace of mind it's available to you, but you, for you to grab a hold of it. So you guys are uh, very intentional and good stewards of what you have. So I don't want to gloss over that. Cause that's very, a very big part of there being more for you that even when your situation or your circumstances change, or there's a little tangent detour or a redirection, 
Like you're like, this is my plan, but God's like, my plan's a little different. Even when you have those type of redirections that, that there's uh that it's possible for us to still be at peace and um, progress joyfully in where God is taking us even when it doesn't look like the more that we had in store. So sometimes there's a calibration on that. And I really wanted to make sure we acknowledge that because it sounds like, oh man, they, they must have had it going on. They they may have, right? I was, I'm not in the family but, uh, budget. I, I'm not sure. But for sure, I know that when you go from two to one, it's an adjustment it's for anybody. So know that there was hard work um, put in there. Um, what would you say is the biggest joy right now as you look back on the journey you've taken thus far in life, right? You're like, man, I put in the work, things align, God is good. I was able to do what I wanted. And then when I stopped doing that specific thing, God still uh, allowed for me to be positioned to utilize my gifts and talents and still being fulfilled. And now you are here today. What's your greatest joy as you look back on your journey and, and the more that you've been able to, um, to experience in life? Greatest, what's the biggest joy? The great, the greatest joy that as you look back over your more, and it can be my more yesterday. <laughs> I know you just celebrated a, a fifteen year anniversary, so I mean it could have been um, eleven. I think because family plays such a part in my life, being able to spend that time. So yes, and I'll, I'll touch a little bit on what you just said about having uh, some changes. So we did have to make some changes going, like you said, from two incomes to one incomes. There was a time where we had one car. That, that was a, <laughs> a, a change because you used to drive in two cars when you're ready to get up and go somewhere. Deuces. You're going. <laughs> but when there's one car and that car is gold already, <laughs> unless you're walking, you ain't going nowhere. Freedom fit. <laughs> really. So it required um, more planning. It required sticking to you know, this is the budget or this is the plan and we got to stick to it or somebody going to get left behind whether you left at a building. <laughs> but, you know, so it, it, it takes some planning and sticking to it. But I think the biggest joy was being able to be at home with my kids. It's hard work and just like we're experiencing now, staying home with our kids and trying to teach them, it was not easy trying to teach. Even though I had an education background, it wasn't easy right. teaching my girls. It, there was still some struggles because there was times they didn't want to learn. <laughs> I want you to learn, but they didn't want to learn. So there's that. a struggle there. Um, but being able to spend that time with them, being able to learn, and I'm still learning, so I don't have it all together, but still learning their personalities. They're both from me and my husband, but they got two separate <laughs> different personalities, and their personalities are even different from mine. So... You know, you think, oh, they're like me. That's my child. No, there's still some different it's an individual. Yeah, <laughs> that you have to learn how to how to interact with them, how to teach them. Because you may teach one way for one, but the other one is like, I don't learn like that. So I didn't get it. Teach it again, you know. Um, but I think the the biggest joy is being able to spend the type of time I was able to spend, um, and just seeing the milestones with them that. Some people just, you're going to miss out. Yeah. When you have to go to work, you're going to miss out on some things. And I got to spend a lot of time, even now with um, what I do now, I still get to see a lot. 
I, before COVID, I could go have lunch with my kids more than just once a month yeah. and not feel that my job, I'm going to get fired because I'm not at work or, you know, you actually have to take like PTO, yeah. pay time off to actually be able to do that. So even in, there was a time where my oldest doesn't like to miss school, but we pulled her out so we can have a family vacation. Um, so the time, just the time, being able to spend that time with your family. All right, here's a, <clears throat> I think my last question for you. Until so you give us this bonus uh, quarantine help. Um, what's the more that you're headed towards right now? Where do you feel uh, your your journey is leading you? The more. Uh, learning more about me, more about who I am, what I'm called to do, um, and being confident in walking in whatever God is calling me to do next. That's good. So I'm ready to see what all is there, um, but walking it confidently. I'm like, is you about to give us a preview, or are you gonna leave it at that? <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. You're gonna leave it at that. That's because awesome. I don't know what the more is. Yet. <laughs> I know it's called to do something. I know it's called to do more than what I've been doing. Um, but I, I'm open to it. I'm That's good. When I when I hear that, I think about um, Rebecca, my daughter. Uh, her her affirmation and it includes a part the kids their affirmations are similar um but uh in a part of hers she says that uh she is bold and she is courageous and then she says uh she's also a lady and will act like a treat you like a lady but um but when you, when you know from the beginning hey, so we're good. and her, her her dad helped out with that and she, <laughs> this is this is who you are honey um but that's what i thought of when you say you know to confidently walk in and so to be bold and to be courageous that's pretty awesome um and i know well, praise the Lord, I'll be around to see it, a uh, good friend of mine. But I know it's going to be amazing what God is going to uh, do do through you. And now I'm going to let you give us some real talk, COVID, what's a COVID? COVID tips. You see how I completed those it. words? You like that? that? Hey, I was spitting bars before this episode dropped. So oh, she I, was. It, it, <laughs> that's one of those little bars. Uh, not really. Um, but uh, what if you could give us uh, just a couple tips for people who are at home with their kids? You kind of already been dropping nuggets. I hope you guys caught it, like with the different kids, different personalities, mm -hmm. and that her kids are changing as they grow. So she's continually calibrating there. Um, but give us a couple tips. Just um. With your education background, you have year, decades of experience with kids in general, younger, older, in and outside of school. How can you help us parents out? Right now, everybody is kind of lost. Everybody <laughs> is learning. So don't get so hard on yourselves trying to make sure you know how to run this computer or how to run Google Classroom and yeah, this yeah. and that. Because just like you're struggling on this end trying to get the work done, you got the teachers on the other end. They're struggling <laughs> trying to put the work in and... I'm and realizing that, that they're struggling. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, don't be so hard on yourselves, but come up with a schedule. Take out, set up a schedule and work that schedule. Even if that means we have cell phones right now. For my youngest one, we put her schedule in her phone. That phone will beep every time it's time to switch to another class. And for the younger kids who are not in a class, put it on a timer. They're not going to sit there for eight hours yeah. and do work straight. If they were at school, they'd have work for this time, play around, run, run around for a little bit, then go back to something else. 
So that's something you do now. Give them a timer. You need to work on it this amount of time. Let that timer go off. That gives you a break. Let them go run around <laughs> the house now. <laughs> you may not want them tearing up the house, but let them run around for a little bit. Let them know when that timer goes off, it's time to start again. And I think that will kind of help get them on track for the younger ones. But you can do the same thing for your older kids. That, those are those are really good nuggets. Because um, even when your kid stays inside the classroom, they don't move. But there's a schedule, whether it's the bell and you're transitioning from classes, but they have a break and they have a schedule that even if they don't like it, kids you generally honor it generally um that they will honor that schedule so those are some great tips so that was a little bonus material y'all so thank you to marisha not just for joining us today but for blessing us with uh parts of her journey and the more that God is uh, working out in and through her and y'all hang around here. Cause I know we're going to see what God is doing in and through her as she does it confidently, boldly and courageous um, that, that God is doing a great work. And I, I can't wait to see it. Um, but as always guys, thank you for tuning in this week. You can subscribe. Now I just don't want you to subscribe when you hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, there's a little bell for you to turn on your notifications. And that way you don't have to say, did something else come out? Every Tuesday it drops. But if you turn on that notifications, you'll get the necessary alert to let you know that there's new and fresh content available for you to dig into. And I hope that you enjoy it as we journey along together. God has more for me. God has more for you. So let's get it. Take care. <laughs>